Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And as we head around the bases and into sliding it to home, pun intended for Phillies fans out there, um, <laughs> <laughs> topical, topical, topical joke, um, <laughs> as we head into the end of our Exorcist Spooky Dookie Month, we are here to talk about Believer. We just sat down and watched it, and let's say right at the top of this episode, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't seen this yet, you might want to pause, go ahead and rent it, uh, wait till it's a little cheaper if you if you are so inclined, and then come back and give us a listen, because we definitely are going to talk about some stuff here. Yeah, tons of spoilers, so be fair warned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, like I said, we literally just finished watching the movie. Yeah, and this is going to be a tough one for me because I had no time to digest, no time to really take notes and think about things, and no time to do research. So I'm useless. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going in blind, and I'm going to say that um, I didn't dislike this movie. Okay. Um, it was okay. Like, it was, it was a decent possession movie. Um, I thought the yeah I, I, yeah I, yeah I, I feel like the the shoehorning in of Chris McNeil was that's my biggest gripe. gimmicky yeah that's like, absolutely my biggest gripe if we're gonna make another Exorcist movie within this franchise let's grab somebody bring him back who can we realistically bring back Chris McNeil. Yeah, and I mean, again, spoilers everywhere here, but, um, and then bringing back Reagan in the last 30 seconds was a real shabam. I gotta tell you that I'm glad I didn't look anything up, because if you just Google Exorcist Believer and it gives you the cast uh, list. Oh, Linda Blair is second. Linda Blair life. is second. And she, I didn't know. Neither did I, and I'm glad I didn't look, because then I would have known, and I've been waiting for her the whole time, and literally the last four seconds of the movie she comes in, but regardless, um, I liked... One of us cried, by the way. Oh, it was me. I'm a big, <laughs> old, big old sap. Big old sap. Um, but yeah, like, I liked, you know, the special effects were cool. Yeah, the double possession was a cool yeah, idea. I liked that. Leslie Odom Jr. is a national treasure. Oh, and that's... and my favorite um, <laughs> vice president. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I thought, I thought it was a well done movie. But, I mean, again, like... Uh, like me- mediocre. Like I didn't yeah. hate it. I didn't love it. Like it's very down the middle for me. I think I have. I wanted to like this. I went into this admittedly rooting for this film, especially yes. because so many people told me I'd hate it. Right. And people I really respect were like, "Man, I don't think you're gonna like it." And they're all right. And the more I like, I'm telling you, like tomorrow morning, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be like, "I hated it." But I think right now I'm just where you are. Where I'm like, "Meh." And here's my two biggest, like, why I'm going to die on the hill of meh. Um, first of all, like you said, the way they shoehorned in Chris McNeil, I actually thought it was kind of interesting to bring in the idea that she now had be- spent her life advocating and trying to, you know, uh, understand exorcisms and that. I, I didn't mind the whole, like, the yeah. patriarchy kept me out of the room. You know me, I'm a sucker for a good feminist line. But uh, 
how they, what they did to her character was such bull. Like, we're going to empower Chris, but then we're going to totally take all that power away by letting the demon blind her. I know. I, I think that's why I'm kind of mad about it. I was really excited to see how in the storyline, like, yeah. she was going to be relevant. Me too. And I was so excited for it. And, yeah, like, they kind of brought her in. They were like, hey, look. Chris McNeil, remember her? Remember who she is? Remember what she means for it? Remember, and we're then we're gonna and then we're just gonna fucking take all her power, right? We're gonna take away the the strength that we have now rewarded her with, yeah, and make her fucking useless again and physically blind her. But then it's okay because her daughter's back. (laughs) Everything's great. (laughs) Oh, we have fun, Pazuzu. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, I think I wanted her to play. I mean. I wanted her I to wanted play her a role play in the exorcism, a, right? a more significant role. I wanted her to be empowered because Chris in the original is very much stripped of her power. And there's nothing harder than watching a parent be stripped of their power and watch them just tortured by their own kids' not okayness, which this movie has in plenty of. And, and that, to me, is always a hard watch. I mean, for obvious reasons, especially having literally having two daughters literally almost exactly that age, it is always hard to watch parents suffer on screen, and I want that payoff. And I just felt like this movie never paid off for me. Like, between the, the first hour feeling like SVU, and then the second <laughs> hour being a brutal, really long exorcism, I was like, cool, so now those parents are forever fucked. So is this little girl. Everybody's fucked. Oh, like, no. <laughs> nobody comes out of this okay. No. And again, my theme for this entire month, Jackie, is if you fuck around... You will find out. You will. And I won't. So now you had said before that you had heard that this movie kind of answers for some of the patriarchal bullshit of the original. Do you feel like you got any sort of, I guess, payoff from that in that regard? Do you feel like the Exorcist 2023 lens, do you feel like you have come back to this franchise feeling vindicated like there is some yes and no okay um yes because i absolutely loved the two characters that they introduced uh the sister mary uh xavier Mm -hmm. freaking delightful character actress who played her too she's in like that she's that girl from that thing and she is delightful and i loved her relationship with her 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 catholicism her christianity um and i loved the dr beehive Yes. Um, because I, and what I will say, I loved the concept of various ideations of religion coming together to actually beat the demon. Yeah. Because I mean, that's, that's one of the things, I I agree. That is one of the things that like part of Chris's, Chris McNeil's role in this movie was to help guide the one girl's father, the one girl that gets possessed. Right. Yeah. The one girl that gets possessed, Angela. Her father, Victor, um, you know, he went through trauma. He lost his faith, is essentially an atheist. But at, at the point in the movie where he meets Chris, I mean, she tells him, like, every religion, every culture has a version of exorcism. This is not a strictly Catholic thing that is done. Sure, the Catholics probably have the most recognized and you know meta in part from this movie in this book that's why it's probably one of the most recognized but yeah i thought they i thought it was a very a very cool like plot point that they have several different religions and cultures like even an evangelical yeah like they're all in this room they're all using their you know essential their roman right 
to exercise the girls, which I did. I did like. I me yeah. too. But I found it a little hokey when they put like how they orchestrate. Like I almost wanted to go back and rewrite the scene where they talked about how they were all going to band together because like her whole like now more than ever we need each other like. Yeah, okay, really? Like, I feel like, and and I did like the, the, there were a couple monologues in this film. Some hit really well for me. Some were so freaking cringy and dumb. And the one at the end hit okay. The one with like, you know, that the, the, the devil's role is to make us really be, like not believe in each other, not believe in any good or hope to take, strip us of all of our good. I liked that ending yeah. monologue. I did not like her monologue about all the fates and how they all have to band together. It felt very hokey. It felt very like, come on, uh, you know, Captain Planet and they, you know, everybody unite. Mm. I just, I don't think we're at a, a moment in, in history and in culture where we're, we need to be united. And maybe this is shame on me for saying this in the midst of the wars and everything else, all the atrocities. I think we're in the moment where we need to freaking literally and metaphorically exercise the bullshit demons around us and stop the bad guys. So for me, it's not about banding together. It's about getting rid of the evil. So it's like, yes, I get what she's saying about the good has to band together to get rid of the evil, but I don't, I don't want to be married to the crazy religions. I don't want to be married to the people we're killing in the name of their religion. I don't want to be married to the people who believe in stripping others of their human rights. Right now, I want them to go away and I will do what it takes for that. So I'm not in a moment in my headspace where I want kumbaya world peace. Yeah. And maybe that's fucked up, but like that just didn't, that like didn't yeah. rub me the right way. I think that was the part of the movie where I started singing We Are the World. Yes, you did. <laughs> we did we the hands did. in the we air did. and like we just don't we care. Did. Because right, because it's a little hokey. I don't, I don't have time for that right now. I'm angry and I'm ready to freaking light the world on fire. So it, I don't know that I'm okay with We Are the World right now. Yeah. Is that, is that fair? I don't know. Mm. So here's my question for you. Super fan. Did this land? This, this, ultimately, is this like, yes, they did right by the original for you? Because you have so much more skin in this game than I ever Um, had. I don't want to say that they did right by the original, but at the same time, like, I don't want to even put them in the same arena. Like, this, honestly, was, like I said, for me, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Very mediocre. I'm going to chuck this on the pile of sequels or slash prequels slash reboots slash whatever that I never need to see again and will be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Like I saw it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I saw it. If somebody wants to talk about it, I can throw my two cents in because I've seen it and now I know. But yeah, like this goes with all of the rest of them that we've watched this month where if I never saw it again, I'm okay with that. Like, when I need my fix, I've got the book, which I read annually, <laughs> and I've got the movie that I watch pretty much, like, once a month. So, Fair that's all the exorcist in my life that I need. You know? Like, I, um, it's it, this, to me, doesn't land only because it's not worthy. Yeah. I mean, I, those are big shoes to fill, right, for you? Yeah. So, that's totally fair. Um, what do you think of the YouTube, like, I, I what do you think of the, like, you have to choose one of the kids? Because here's my gripe. Have any of these exorcisms in any of these movies actually been successful? Or have they just... Like, even in the original, they don't technically exercise the demon. It just jumps into Karis and then he jumps out a window. Right. Yeah, like, they, they <laughs> like don't... Like, this one kind of failed, too. Yeah, like, I, I did think it was... No, let me say that I liked that they that there was a point in the movie where the two girls who are possessed say, you've got to choose. One of us lives, one of us dies, you've got to choose. And at first... 
both sets of parents say we can't no, choose. We cannot yeah. choose. So they say, cool, if nobody chooses, then we both die. So they, you know, everybody kind of accepts the fact that if this doesn't work, they're both going to die, you know. And then one of the fathers comes in and then makes the choice. And I, like, immediately equated it in my head. I don't remember. King Solomon, is that who it is? I don't remember. It's one of the scriptures where both women claim that the baby is theirs. And the king says, well, we'll just split it down the middle. And then you can both have a half of a baby. Yeah. And the one woman says, great, I like that deal. And the other one says, no, don't split the baby down the middle. And the woman right. that didn't want to make that sacrifice that said, no, don't hurt the baby, mm -hmm. is the one that was awarded. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of my immediate thought that I connected okay. it to. That the they're saying you have to choose one. But the way that they're, I mean, have, this is how they framed it in the movie, that like the devil is a trickster. And For when sure. he's asking you to pick one, whoever you pick, they're not going to be the one that lives. They're going to be the one that dies he because you, you know, you would be the one that would darken your heart to, to basically curse another kid to die. Right. Right. You know? And I thought that was interesting. I, I did too. I'm I glad it like wasn't that. like, I'm glad we didn't just like rehash the original in the sense of we're going to perform an exorcism. We're going to save the day. Like I like Agreed. that they spice it up with that whole one of them dies. Yep. And I liked that while the the demons were very aggressive and shitty and mean and scary, yes. it didn't feel like at all they were playing to... There were a couple moments like the, the Power Chris Capels, you were like, you know, I didn't think they were being too wink naughty to the original. They were. Like, I thought they were very creative. And some of the shit they did was so disturbing. Like, and effectively I, disturbing. I was looking for the wink nods. I was looking in the background for Pazuzu faces. Yeah, like, I know. I was keeping my eye out. I mean, they start the movie with, like, two dogs fighting on the beach, which is extremely, you know, it's pretty much the way in the beginning of the original, there's the two feral dogs fighting in Iraq. They had that moment. Um, yeah, they dropped the power, the power of Christ will mm -hmm. compel you, which I enjoyed that it came from one of the possessed kids. Me too. Um, you know, there were a handful of, oh, the original, mm -hmm. but not a lot. No, and right, and I think that's a good yeah, choice. And it was. It yeah. was absolutely a good choice. And, and again, we've had enough. This is now what? The one, two, three, four, fifth. This is now the fifth. Aside yeah. from the original, this is now the fifth movie in the franchise. Sixth. Right? The well, two there's the prequels, one, two, three, the two prequels. Well, I wasn't ones. counting the first one. Oh, okay. I was just saying that after the oh, first gotcha, one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. This okay. is the fifth sequel, prequel, reboot, whatever, after the original. And yeah, it was, it their, their nods to the original movie were subtle. With the exception of, you know, Chris McNeil coming in and Reagan McNeil coming in. Yeah. But like the, the wink nods were, were yeah. there, but tastefully done yeah yeah and with all the love in my heart to Liz from scariest things i think this is the best of all of the sequels slash prequels i'm gonna go with yeah. this will be the one that if i did have to watch one i would watch this yeah um i i mean i don't again i didn't hate it so i would never like actively avoid it if someone wanted to watch it if somebody said you have to watch a sequel and not the original I might go three. Eh, I might yeah, like, I, I don't, go three. It, it's a, it, I, I would say three and this one. I'd have them in my head. I'd be yeah. like, I'd have to, I'd, I'd toss a it coin would, and yeah, be happy would, with whatever, whatever landed on. Yeah, fair. Um, 
the yeah. Catholic, can we talk about the Catholic priest for a moment? Because he was an interesting. So again, as per usual, the Roman Catholic Church acts a real fool and denies the guy the right to do the exorcism because they be extra. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was like, when he did come in, and you said this, we were you were like, oh, here we go, the Roman Catholic guy comes in to save the day, and they obviously didn't. He got a gnarly death, but. To like okay, so what? Like I don't, I don't know. Like I have no relationship to this character. You haven't built him up as anything but a sniveling little wuss. Man, I don't care that he's dead. The death was cool, but I didn't. I was, I was not emotionally invested in him in any way. Shape, they or form. tried to give him this arc of. I mean, like the first time we see him, the first shot is like him drinking a cup of coffee, yeah, and like you can me, see his I'm hand. A wuss. Yeah. You can see the coffee spilling because his hand is shaking, he's and he's scared. Up until the point where I guess they try to do this big bravado where he like just burst in at one yeah. point and starts laying hands and he's gonna he's gonna save him and you think it's working because it looks like it's working and yeah then they they <clears throat> twist his head um, so but I agree like they didn't no, you know, I had no they skin didn't in that game. they didn't build up the character enough to make me care that he overcame his fear. But then was immediately killed. killed. Like, I was just like, eh, cannon fodder. And they also didn't develop... Like, I thought there was going to be some big evil secret with the father of the other girl. And I thought there was going to be, like... I wasn't emotionally invested enough in the other girl either. And I mean, maybe they did that by design because they were going to kill her off. But, like, dude, make me care... Like, make me care a little more about about all these people, really. Um, I mean, I think they did an okay job with with, uh, Aaron Burr and his daughter, but... I don't know. I and yes, I will call him Aaron Burr till forever, and I love him, but he's still going to be Aaron Burr. But um, I don't know. I just I, overall, it's got a lot of flaws that are hard to overlook. But you're right. If you take it as just the run of the mill possession movie, it was perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's it perfectly, perfectly mediocre. Yeah, I'm, you're so true. So true. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick little scope on IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. which I mean, how trusted can it be? But let's you know. No, why not? Shits and giggles. Uh, apparently, originally, Ellen Burstyn turned down this role um, and was then offered double the salary. And she thought, I feel like the devil is my asking price. Eventually accepted it and used her salary to fund an MFA scholarship for actors at Pace University, where the actor studio teaches programs. That's actually really cool. Yeah. 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 So she was like, Good fine, you, I'll do it. And then she yeah, turned around and put yeah. her salary towards scholarship. That's the other thing. I'm always, I I feel like I would have a hard time acting in this film. I thought I had that thought at one point when Aaron, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. was doing the Our Father, and I say this is one of the least religious people I know. I think it would be hard for me to to do that, and I, I find it interesting to to wonder how people who are deeply religious think about that because it's got to be hard to to be in a movie where you're really te- like in my humble opinion, Tom Digby. In that way. Um, but I say that as someone who I think is more more apt to believe in a possession. Like, you said it today. You said you don't believe in possession. You think it's just, the, you know, the ability of the mind to convince itself of, of a truth that is simply untrue. It's like the, a male who can convince himself he's pregnant, or right? Like Yeah, like, I, um, I, I truly believe that if your mind is, I guess, willing or open. I don't know. I believe that you can manifest that kind of stuff in yourself, you know? Like, I feel like if you mm-hmm. believe hard enough... It could be. It could be chalked up to something along attuned to like mental illness. I don't know. I'm, like I said, I, I'm not a believer in the demons. But, you know, I, I do believe in human. I believe in the biology of humans. And 
I've stated before that I think that it affects some people and it affects it doesn't affect others. I'm I tend to think that I cannot possibly understand the the universe and the dimensions and all that good stuff. So I absolutely believe in the idea that something bigger than me. I don't know that I believe that it can possess me, but I'm scared enough to not push the envelope on that, Jackie. I'll tell you that much. I'd rather not find out, which is the lesson I am walking away from this month with. Don't mess with the spirits or the dead or the evil because you don't know what's going to happen if you do. And that's my takeaway. Okay. This Halloween, I will not be playing with a Ouija board. No. I will not be doing spooky things with a little gem necklace. I will not be calling upon the dead or any of these shenanigans. No, thank you. Uh, so another fact I put in quotations, because again, this is IMDb, but yeah. uh, apparently Blumhouse spent $400 million to million. secure the filming rights and on top of that have a guaranteed trilogy. So even if Believer bombs at the box office, the next two films still have to be made. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that. That I, sucks. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know that I would call this having bombed, right? I mean, I, I, think I it's don't know. Okay. Honestly, People didn't give a great review. Yeah, I would say I don't I truly don't know. I feel like it I don't think it bombed. No, I think enough people, people saw, went it. And saw it. We couldn't resist, right? Yeah. I mean, I just we just paid absorbent amounts of money to watch it. Like, let's be honest. We're we're cashing in too. It's going to do just fine for itself. Blumhouse is going to make sequels. Again, we see Danny McBride writing and uh, David Gordon Green directing. If there's one thing I've learned about this tr- this this duo, and I like Danny McBride, I do. I think he's a fan at heart. They don't do well with the sequels. <laughs> Things only went the first Halloween, like the first requel Halloween was good. I was like, yeah, yes, I liked it. and then the other two were. Poopy cock. They didn't make sense. No. I didn't even see them. I didn't see them, but I know that they didn't make sense because I did. Here's the thing about the Halloween thing. When they reboot they requeled the Halloween. I really enjoyed the first one. But then the moment I found out there was gonna be more, I thought they completely negated all the power they gave Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Like to me, the fact that like they went through such a powerful moment and then she killed him and and all of that, and just for him to come back. I was like, it felt no, like fair. it took yeah. so much away from her. Oh, that it Halloween me Ends off. definitely took everything away from her, too. Yeah. Halloween Ends made me want to light Michael Myers on fire. Um, but Halloween Kills was was palatable, I suppose. But I loved the original Halloween. So if this is if they if they follow the trajectory of the, what they did with the Halloween trilogy, I am not looking forward to the next two films yeah. because. They really, I mean, again, like you, you could listen. Maybe they bring Reagan and Chris back in the next one. If I ruled the world, if I'm Danny McBride and David Green, I say I go in there and I say, screw it, I'm gonna try to bring, uh, I'm gonna try to bring uh, them back as yeah. the lead characters for the next movie. I don't know that they will or that they'll succeed in that, but I, I think it's it, it's at least an interesting concept that I would be here for if if that's what they set up with that ending. But why blind Chris? Why make her be stupid enough to go? She's been studying demons and exorcists for the, her entire life, but she's going to go moseying into that room and lose her eyes to some demon. Like, urgh. But I'm done. I mean, if she's been learning about exorcism and she's been, you know, been with families and, and all that stuff, like, how does she know that this one's Pazuzu? Which, by the way, they don't, they they don't name drop. Yes. They don't name drop Pazuzu, but the fact that... Chris walks into the room of the one girl, Catherine, or Kathleen, Catherine, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I know you. 
You know, yeah, like she, like, Reagan and you know, well, and, I would just argue they, they're all knowing, right? They're demons. They have magic powers. But like, I thought it was cool when the thing was like scraping Reagan into the wall, but why not? Why not? Inc- I don't know. It's just sloppy to me. It's just sloppy. Yeah, I don't know. Sloppy. Like there's, like there's parts of it I liked. Yeah, um, yeah fair. There yeah. were parts of it I strongly disliked. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, meh. You guys meh. Yeah, very meh. Me. I mean, I would definitely wait for this to pop up on a streaming service. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad that I did not take the time to, like, leave my house, go to a movie theater, <laughs> spend the money and the calories on the popcorn and the Reese's Pieces <laughs> just to watch this movie. I'm glad I didn't do that. Uh, I mean, I'll give it, like, a three three stars. Fair enough. I yeah. think. I don't think I would give it 2.5. Because, like I said, cool points, but... Again, like I have to look at this from the lens of this was an this was an okay possession movie. Fair. I I think overall reflecting on this entire journey, which I think was markedly different for each of us because I kind of just dove into this for this, and I'm not someone who revisits this stuff. Um, it definitely kind of desensitized me a little bit to what I consider to be a healthy dose of fear towards the notion of, of exorcisms. Uh, I think it's just a, a Catholic upbringing that, and you know all of the experiences I have had in my life that have given me a healthy dose of that. But more than anything, it really did kind of question. It this whole month made me want to be a better, like wanted. I find myself pining for more belief in my life, because what I've realized is so much of my existential crisis of trying to find good in the world and trying to be an. And I know that I don't come off as, I know, especially on this show, I don't come off as someone who's constantly fighting a battle to bring good to the world. But in my real world life, in my day job, in my day life, I constantly grapple with understanding how bleak and terrible and horrible the world is and wanting to be a beacon of light in the midst of that. I don't think I'm good at advertising that. I think I'm someone who comes off as not giving two rats asses about good versus evil. But the truth is it plagues me. And it's one of those things that causes me so much internal distress. It's probably a big root of my anxiety and depression, a huge part of my crisis of faith. And this whole journey and all of the really poignant messages in all these films about faith and about good versus evil and about seeing horrible things and being able to persevere for good have really have really spoken to me and I wish I could find a stronger faith and it's actually as corny as it sounds made me really resolved and I said this to you while we were watching I really want to find my roots with like like Santeria and like Haitian voodoo practices and like I really want to go and explore those kind of like non-traditional like eastern versus western versus whatever sects of of Catholicism and religion because I do think there's something to be said for faith and spirituality I just really want to find it again for myself yeah how about you? What has this journey done for you? Um, it has checked movies off my bucket list. <laughs> Which ones? I'd never seen any of the prequels. Mm. I'm fairly certain I haven't seen the third one. I really don't think I have, like in its entirety. The third movie? The third no, movie, yeah. I, I really don't think so. I re- like I said, I think I may have seen it back when we were Hollywood video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Interesting. I, I know I had seen the second one at one point. Because I remember seeing the second one years ago and being like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, this if nothing else, this just reaffirms my absolute devotion to the original book and the original movie. And it, it's one of those reaffirming, not every movie needs a sequel <laughs> kind of thing. Like, it's okay that there's just one and it's standalone 
and it can be perfection. We don't need Casablanca part two. You know, we don't need... Bogey's Revenge? Yeah, we don't need Bogey's Boogaloo. We really don't. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, like, to me, it's just... It, it, it makes me feel better that I will just stick with the original when I want that fix. I say when I want that fix. Like I said, I watch the original movie constantly. I read the book my mind, once yeah. a year. It is, it is my burn. It is my I know. We talked about that earlier that like I, I what did you say that if it had 824 If it had 824 slapped before it you'd be like, "Man, that sucks." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this is the one slow burn. I I guess there's just too much blind love between the book and the movie. And I don't know. It's just that, like, the aesthetics, it's the 70s. It just looks cool. And it's very, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's been a very fun month of Exorcist. We have been wanting, we've been talking about covering The Exorcist since this podcast started. Yeah. And so I'm glad that it, it, it ended up waiting until the 50th anniversary of the original movie. I love that we did this whole entire Spooky Dookie Exorcist franchise deep dive. It's been fun. It's been at times not fun. Yeah. Um, you know, Pazuzu Fair. got to us at one point, but we came out, you know, yeah. stronger. We came out like Chris McNeil breaking down doors. We're blind? We, <laughs> no, we have to wait. She waited 50 years to go okay, blind. Okay, good. So we got some if time. If I get 50 more years, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a ton more to say about this movie. Again, obviously, there we just watched it, so we didn't really have time to deep dive. Yeah, I may have thoughts dive, later. Research, yeah, research. And you know what? Maybe we'll throw up like a like a quick video or a blog post or something. Yeah, if anybody has strong feelings. Yeah. I need to sit um, on it. Yeah, me. but it was... Uh, there, there's... I... I, I I think we kind of expected it to be... We were rooting for it, but I think we also kind of were not dull to the fact that that probably wasn't going to be the strongest entry, um, which isn't the best way to end Spooky Dookie Month, but at the same time, it does bookend. It completes the franchise for us. Yeah, we did it. And now we can just sit back, and in a couple days, we can celebrate Halloween. So exciting. And then, and then comes the holidays, and I've, I'm all about this time of year, so yeah, let's do this, it. This time of year is fun pretty much for the rest of the year. Halloween is my favorite, but as the years have gone on, I've started to enjoy Christmas a little bit more as an adult. Don't forget to check us out on social media or your favorite podcasting app. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us. Word. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 